from around the world. This is the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended. You think you can hide your deeds underground, Osiris? You see, not even your predecessors could keep this secret forever. The truth will always find its way into the light. I hope you know this will not end well for you. For an immortal, you sure never seem to learn from your mistakes. Nothing you do to me will ever change your destiny, Beals. <laughs> Who said anything about me doing anything to you? You will happily jump over the cliff on your own. Not likely. It's funny you preach to me about changing destiny when it is you trying to do the exact same thing. Don't you realize humanity will meet the Creator when He deems it, not you? I am not listening to you anymore. I stopped a while ago. I already know I will not be the one who will destroy you. But you, you have to come to terms with the reality. You will not and cannot destroy me. New Kingdom Radio Theater. New Kingdom Radio Theater presents The Rise of King Asylus. Brought to you by the J.D. Micah Publishing Company, publishers of the novel The Rise of King Asylus, due for release in fall 2018. Visit www.theriseofkingasylus.com for information and updates on the publication of this much-anticipated book. King Asylus expanded the kingdom. Making Mexico a new state was merely the beginning of the king's master plan. Soon Lord Porib used the same fog-lifting strategy on Central American countries, taking over Belize, Guatemala, El Salvador, Honduras, Nicaragua, Costa Rica, and Panama. China was all in for alignment with America, but moved more than half of their Navy fleet near the northern part of South America and the Caribbean Sea staring down the American Navy in case there was any attempt to blockade the Panama Canal. Asylus did not give the Chinese any reason to suspect he would close off access to the canal. He quickly learned the Chinese government were particularly shrewd and highly suspicious of everyone. 
In one incident, a wing of the Chinese fleet got too close to an American aircraft carrier. Orib was immediately dispatched to initiate the poison filter and lift the fog off the crew. What ensued was nothing short of chaos on the Chinese ships. In the disarray and confusion, Kinosada spoke directly with the Chinese leader, President Wei, and requested he command his fleet to retreat from encroaching on the American ship. Within a few hours, the Chinese ships retreated. No one knew it at the time, but the Silas and Orab were beginning to expand their understanding of the many uses of this weapon and made themselves realize they possessed something that would be the key in conquering the entire globe. Note log, April 1st, 1233 hours. I am very concerned with the state of the king's mind. As of late, he has become much less talkative about his dealings. I have always felt the king has not been completely forthcoming with me about his life. There are so many gaps in his story, so many details he has never shared with me, things that I later learned through other sources... I am convinced he fears nothing, not even my judgment of his actions, so I am baffled as to why he will not reveal these things to me. But it has been two weeks since the king has seen me, and it appears he will be missing this week's sessions as well. Although I am concerned, he knows it is not my nature to insist he seek counsel. I never want to bring suspicion onto myself by being pushy. But I must warn him somehow about those Spartans. The dreams he has had about Abigail and the Spartans. I think I understand a little bit more about them, about their purpose, and what the king is planning to do with them. I simply don't know how to approach this sensitive issue. I suppose I will simply have to wait and hope he sees me before it is too late. Hey, Smith, do you think our captain is the king's little plaything? <laughs> Rose, he's old enough to be her grandpa. She could take him down if she wanted. She could probably take down half of Mexico. What do you mean? I mean, Abigail is a super strong girl. Haven't you noticed she's stronger than anybody in our unit? And she's half anyone's size? I bet she could grab me and throw me 20 yards. Shut up, Wilson. King Asylus is superhuman too, you know. Nobody ever talks about his super strength. Ever notice that? That is strange that nobody ever mentions the king's super strength. The man is a beast. I think we should stop talking about those two. You heard Nabal went missing, right? Yeah. 
I heard Russians kidnapped him, but I think he went to Tijuana to get some action from some mamacitas. <laughs> You're such an idiot, Wilson. It wasn't the Russians, and he didn't run off to Mexico. Someone I know that knows someone that's close to Lord Capone said a Silas shot Nabal. He's dead. Whoa. The king killed Nabal? Like, why? Nabal was a good soldier and super patriotic. Nabal loved the king. I don't understand. I heard Nabal was messing around with Abigail, and King Asilas shot him in the head for it. That is so messed up. I guess it really isn't worth it to even talk to Abigail. She's our captain, genius. If she wants to talk to anyone, we literally have no choice. Come on, let's move a little faster. I heard we'll be deployed soon. With America invading all those Spanish countries, I bet they'll be sending us down there to those mosquito-infested jungles. Ugh. I hate bugs. Especially mosquitoes. I hope you're wrong and we're sent somewhere that isn't steaming hot. Hey, at least you'll get some mamacita action yourself. <laughs> that really isn't funny. Lord Vanessa Banks of the House of Terra was King Asilas' advisor on monetary matters. He trusted Lord Banks would put together a fiscal plan that would unite the countries America was occupying, Mexico and Central America. Lord Banks initially told the king the financial state of those countries was so chaotic it would take years to straighten out their finances as individual states. Asilas wanted all of the countries to use the American currency once the governmental infrastructures were put into place. Banks insisted the only way to balance out those countries was to settle all of their debts. So, King Asilas did what many conquerors throughout history had done. He plundered the wealthiest in the land, confiscating bank accounts, gold reserves, and the wealth of drug cartels. He then gave mining rights to China, including oil drilling, to settle some of their debts. Lord Banks disagreed with the king's actions, saying these were only temporary solutions and those countries would still need to increase their GDP in order not to bring greater strain on the American economy. spoke with Lord Banks, and she insists acquiring all of these other countries has become an economic burden on the kingdom. Well, sir, she is a financial genius. I suppose if she says this is the case, then it must be true. I know, but we have to make it work. All of this has to work, or our objective will not go as planned. I understand, sir. Perhaps in time we will be able to exploit all of their secret technologies just as we have been doing with the remnants of the secret bases from the days of the United States. You think they have those creepy technologies down there, too? I know they do, sir. I've seen it. What the Mexicans, Brazilians, and Argentinians were working on will scare the daylights out of most people. I believe you. 
I don't need the details yet. Jeremy, we've known each other a long time. We both have sons. My younger son, Jacob, he's been asking me to invite Lord Banks and her daughter, Monica, to the Grand Castle for dinner. We know why he wants this. I happen to know Monica Banks is a very ambitious young woman. Go to her school, NYU. I'm curious, you see. I will thoroughly look into her dealings, Your Majesty. Be discreet. Jacob is crazy about this girl. I want you to know King Asylus, that I come here against the advice of many in my country's government. Come to think of it, I'm very uncomfortable meeting you this way. But at least I know you are a man of integrity and for the most part a man of your word. So now that I'm here, perhaps you can tell me what is so urgent and private that I have to fly around the world in secret to this castle of yours. I wanted to tell you face to face that by the end of the spring, America will occupy all of South America. And by the end of the summer, America will invade and occupy Canada. Canada? I see. You want to control the entire Western Hemisphere. How long before you move on to the rest of the world? I only plan on moving on Europe, Russia, Australia, India and Africa. King Hussein will rule the Middle East, 
and he has guaranteed us access to their oil reserves. China will remain as you are. It is rather bold of you to assume you can dictate to China what it wants and will be content with. Perhaps you prefer we settle this matter through more barbaric means. Asylus, I can respect you. Conduct yourself with no fear. Your country and military certainly rivals China's, and neither of us wish to soil our mutual interest with petty squabbles. China wants control of all the South Pacific, and we want the expanded American Empire to leave us to our sovereignty. And as we discussed in previous secret meeting, our business will be with your empire and King Hussein. You think you can turn the tables on me, Wei? I think you really have no choice. Are you frustrated? Your trick weapon isn't work on me, Asylus. I will not bend to your will because your toy machine has no effect on me. I didn't realize you weren't human, President Wei. Oh, I assure you, I am quite human. But my scientists found an antidote for your poison filter. Yes, that's right. Before coming here, I was injected with the antidote, and your weapon has no effect on me. So, you see, the only thing that will keep me from selling this antidote to the world is your agreement to our conditions. The South Pacific is China's, and China's alone. Do we have an agreement? It was a huge mistake coming here with this double cross in mind, President Wei. I believe the mistake was yours, Your Majesty. Don't be upset. I know you were planning on double crossing us the whole time. After all, conquering the whole world would mean conquering China as well. You are not walking out of here alive if you think you can double cross me. My country has 200 nuclear missiles pointed at your country, with 10 especially aimed at New Eden, Your Majesty. If I don't walk out of here alive in less than 15 minutes, neither will anyone else, not even you. You underestimated me, Asylus. Indeed, I have, President Wei. I wish you safe travels back home. Our original agreement stands with the provisions of the South Pacific as you demand. Good. Now that we understand each other better, we can continue with our business plans. We'll be sending our petroleum surveyors to the region we outlined in our original reports. We shall talk again soon, Asylus. I have no doubts we will. Lord Oreb, we need to learn more about these minefields Gabriel talked about. China has a way around the Trishul. Operation Butterfly Net is a go. Get our troops here as soon as possible and alert our top scientists. They'll be getting some new technology to research. Whatever it is the Chinese have that bypasses the effects of the Trishul, we need to rectify it immediately. 
accelerate the finalizing of the nuclear weapon neutralizer as well. We'll call that the net ray. We cannot take any chances with the Chinese or anyone else with nukes. I'm calling Gabriel now. was quick. Guards! What's this? An arrest. Strip him. What will you do? Vivisect me like an animal? There's more humane ways to learn about someone. Torture is effective, I've come to find. In some cases, sure. In others, they'll say what they think you want to hear. But what if your prisoner is a willing subject? Gabriel, if that's even your real name. I'm sure you understand that I don't care. Anyone can lie freely. Nobody can lie under duress. What the hell was that? An electric shock, probably. Careful, there's some volatile stuff on me. Oh, and uh, don't touch the necklace I'm wearing, or I'll kill you myself. Be careful then, everyone. Don't touch anything that looks dangerous. Would you prefer I remove these? It would be safer for your men. As if we trust you. Continue, gentlemen. So what's your plan? King. Which of these is your teleportation device? You think I'd let you take that away from me? So it's in the necklace, then. No, no. That's just important to me. The teleporter is inside of my body. Inside of you? Not even my compatriots have these. I connected it with my hall projector, which disguises me. As I have my personal logbook, which you should know is currently recording. Look, we're going to have our top brass interrogate you. You will be open and honest with them, Gabriel. Do I make myself clear? You would trust others with such sensitive information? Only those closest to me. Proximity is the enemy of secrecy, King. But do as you wish. I'll take orders at your whim. Before we lock you up, what is that necklace? Why a prism? It's a puzzle piece. All of us have one. It represents our oath. One point of a star. I've had enough of secret societies for my whole life. Take him away. I'm very glad you decided to come to our session this time, Your Majesty. I was getting very worried. Uh, it's been over a month since we last spoke. What has changed? It was nothing personal, Dr. Ezekiel. I've been under tremendous pressure and I'm being tested unlike ever before in my life. Tested in what way? I suppose I should come right out and say what I am feeling, right? After all, it is your job to assess my state of mind. I have made some bold moves in my life, and my judgment has been good until now. I'm confident I've been on the right side of things. You are one of the most confident men in the world, and you are very capable of doing whatever it is you put your mind to. But this isn't about your capabilities, is it? No, it isn't. You play chess, don't you, Doctor? I do. I'm not very good at it, I must admit. The world is like my chessboard, and throughout my life I've been careful not to make stupid moves. And I always anticipate my opponent's moves, especially the ones I know would be detrimental to me. But 
when I get caught off guard, it, it just never happens. And with the Chinese president, I didn't anticipate the move he made. Sir, might I ask you something incredibly important? What do you do for fun? I mean, like when do you ever stop and do something that is not political or piecing together a strategy or meeting with heads of states? When does King of Silas take off his crown and just be a Silas Roman, the soldier and patriot, the husband and father? When do you stop and enjoy the world around you, sir? Enjoy the world around me, doctor. Let me ask you something. Does a prisoner in jail enjoy the world around him or her? Does a kidnapped child enjoy the world around her being molested every day by disgusting men? Does the slave, the pauper, the homeless, the sick, the dying, the lonely, do they enjoy the world around them? When do they get to enjoy the world around them? Well, sir, I think you're missing the point. Am I? Perhaps you are missing the point, doctor. I won't enjoy the world around me until I free my people from the foul and treacherous bondage the human race is in. Your Majesty, don't you think you are exaggerating things a bit? I mean, sure, the world has all sorts of injustices everywhere, but you shouldn't burden yourself as the sole bearer of the world's ills. You are entitled to enjoy some things in life, sir. Look, it is true there are many terrible things that happen to some people, and that is unfortunate. But you have already freed America from it. Americans are your people, and they are now free from the defilement that plagued them in the old country. It would be selfish of me to not free all of mankind, Doctor. If I am to be king of the world, then my burden is all the world's troubles. And that's why I cannot enjoy the world around me. Not yet, anyway. Is this a dream? Joshua. Hello? Joshua, why are you here at this hour? I... I don't know. I was sleeping in my bed and the next thing I know, I'm out on the Grand Terrace. I don't understand. You really should be with the King, Joshua. He really needs you now. I want to help. Do you know where he went? Queen Rebecca? Hello? Queen Rebecca? Anybody? Perhaps I'm the last person you want to answer you, Joshua. You are not a person. You are pure evil. Submit yourself then to God. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. How convenient for you to run to God now, Joshua. You weren't running to him when you asked to be president. In fact, I recall you quite willing to make sacrifices at my altar. There's this thing called redemption, and so long as God is forgiven and loving, I'll have a chance. I see why Osiris keeps you around. You are a fool to believe anything. First Peter 5 and 8. Be alert and of sober mind. 
Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Stop! Resist him and stand firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers around the world is undergoing the same kind of suffering. You will not take me, and you will not take my king, Asylus. I will! Listening to The Rise of King Asylus, Episode 9, Falling Dominoes, starring J.V. Torres as King Asylus, Alex Olson as Gabriel, Jeff Ellis as Dr. Ezekiel, Clarence Jackson as Lord Joshua Jackson, Meg McDonald as Queen Rebecca, David Giltner as Spartan Wilson, Kelly Baskin as Spartan Smith. Alexander Yang as President Wei, and narrated by Sergei Brezhnikov. This episode features the song Crazy for Your Love by Bill Newton and Between Man and Machine by Green Hill Drive. Other music contributions by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com, Freesound.org, and Audio Jungle. For more information about the cast, the music, and this production, visit www.theriseofkingasilas.com. And be sure to listen to our friends on other podcasts like Everlasting Beholders, The Strangerlands, and Empty. This has been a production of the New Kingdom Radio Theater in Baltimore, Maryland. Copyright 2018. All rights reserved. And stay tuned for Episode 10. been a thousand years since the celestial war and the great races were rendered extinct a thousand years since the establishment of the decladine empire and peace came over pilus but an ancient secret that promises of untold power has broken the alliance and threatens to destroy the realm join our heroes tash Grab Daryl. Get out. I will follow you. Go. Silverpaw. You pay for this, Sylvia. Craig. Someone is looking for you. The name Tash. And Bagger. Let's get dangerous. As they uncover dangerous secrets, ancient cities, and race against time and the Empire itself to save Pylos. Download The Stranger Lands now before it's too late. Monday matinee on the Mutual Audio Network always means a potpourri of entertainment, drama, comedy, action. Whew, it really stimulates the mind, don't it? Well, a great way to get your mind back into neutral gear is to catch Bells in the Battery on Friday Follies and Sunday Showcase. Silliness is the best cure for mental stimulation. Bells in the Battery, always odd, always family-friendly. If only I could convince my family to listen to it.